Northridge High Football Camp, Chapter 2 Football tryouts continued for two more days, although Coach Walter announced that the senior members of the squad did not have to attend the final selections. Vinny decided he would use the time to his advantage and make use of the school weight room. He planned on taking a few breaks in his lifting sessions to hit the field and observe some of the new guys as the final decisions were made. He liked to compare his own assessments to those of the coaching staff. Often his insights were similar to the evaluations made. He got up early and showered quickly, wanting to be at the school right at 8 a.m. when the weight room opened and the potential players would be arriving. He glanced at the calendar over his desk just before going down for breakfast. The tryouts would be over tomorrow, and by the middle of next week, they would be leaving for the 11-day training camp. Vinny sat down in his desk chair and pulled on his training shoes. He cushioned his feet with double sweat socks as they were a little sore from the beating they took the day before. He picked up the sweatpants he had worn home from the locker room, instinctively held them up to his nose, and took a deep whiff. Yeah, they'll last another day or so, he muttered to himself. He went into his small bathroom and hung them over the shower rod to finish drying out. The bathroom was still steamy from the shower a few minutes before, but he knew that in a few hours they would be totally dry and he would be able to wear them the next day. He took one last look in the mirror, his reflection partially obscured by the mist, and ran his hand one last time down his hair. Satisfied, he bounded down the stairs to the kitchen. His mother turned from the stove with a frying pan in her hand as Vinny hit the last step and came into view. Vin, take some time this morning and eat honey. I hate when you just run out of the house without having something decent. Vinny took a few steps over to the refrigerator and opened the door. Bending down, he stuck his head into the middle, leaning on one arm on the door edge. Yeah, okay, Ma, I'll have whatever. I'm lifting this morning, so I need all the energy I can get. He pulled his head out and turned towards her, still resting on the open door. You remember I'm leaving for camp on Wednesday, right? His mother placed the pan back on the burner. Right, honey, Wednesday. How long are you going for? Vinny closed the door, walked over to the kitchen table, and sat down at the place setting his mother had set out. He pulled out the chair next to him and put one leg across the seat of the chair, being careful to keep his shoes extended out past the wooden seat. His mother always hated it when he would let his shoe rest directly on the seat of any of the chairs. We're going for 11 days, Ma. Vinny picked up the glass filled with orange juice that was always waiting at his place. He downed half the juice in one gulp. Northridge has a few extra days in their camp. It should be intense. We leave on Wednesday and I think we're back a week from Saturday. Saturday. 
He finished the remaining juice in the next swig and put the glass back down. He again ran his hand down his hair, still a little damp. Okay, do you need anything special washed? I'd like to get everything ready as soon as possible. Don't leave me with things to do the last minute, Vincent. Oh, great, he thought to himself. Vincent. She only calls him Vincent when she gets irritated. No, Ma, I put everything I need down in the wash basket last night. He shifted in his chair, glancing at his watch. He felt a little impatient to get going, but knew that this was not the time to cut out before eating. Are the tryouts over? asked his mother as she placed a well-formed omelet on his plate. She returned to the sink and ran water into the hot pan. Steam rose from the sink as the cold water hit the scorching metal. Nope, two more days. I don't have to go, though. Thought I'd head to the school and, you know, pump some iron. I'd try to catch some of the last decisions when I take breaks between body pots. He picked up his fork and cut a large chunk out of the omelet, shoving the piece into his mouth. Still chewing, he looked up. Some of the guys look pretty good. We got one hella QB here. Good size on him, considering. And he's fast. Here he can call plays, too. We'll see. Camp should put him through his paces. Good. Armand had a weak quarterback, couldn't decide fast enough. Your whole game depends on quick thinking and the ability to take charge. A poor quarterback and kiss your game goodbye. She wiped her hands clean and approached the table. My mother, the sportscaster, grinned Vinny as he finished the last of the egg and dropped his fork down on his plate. His mother smiled. Hey, some mothers go to fashion shows. I go to games. What can I say? I'm proud of what you do. She bent down and kissed the top of his head as she walked by the table and out into the hallway. Your hair's still wet, Vin, she called back. He looked in her direction and gave a half smile. He bounded to his feet, grabbed his gym bag that lay beside the refrigerator, and pulled open the screen door. Stepping out into the sunshine, he immediately felt warmth, even though it was only just after eight o'clock. He dropped his bag on the porch floorboards for a moment, reached above his head, and pulled his gray t-shirt off. He welcomed the sun rays hitting his chest. He was glad he decided to just wear gym shorts, as he liked to tan his legs. Most days when he was training, he would wear full-length sweats. The chance to get some more color on his legs appealed to him. He ran a hand down one side of his right leg. The dark hair acted as a sunscreen for much of the potential color he could get. Need more sun, he said aloud as he picked up his gym bag. Vinny threaded his t-shirt through the handle of the bag and went down the porch stairs two at a time. He walked over to the driveway and threw his bag into the passenger side of the small red MG convertible. He opened the door and dropped into the driver's seat. God, he loved this car. He had worked hard for it. Boy, he had worked hard. Twelve straight months of flipping burgers, but he had done it. So there were a few rust spots, a few dents. 
He loved every one of them. Vinny adjusted the rearview mirror and ran his hand up and down over his short hair again. Dry enough. Starting the car, he threw it into reverse and backed quickly into the street. Pausing, he reached onto the dash and picked up his sunglasses. Placing them on, he lowered them slightly down his nose, then tapped the stick into first gear and sped off in the direction of Northridge High. Twenty minutes later, the MG turned into the school parking lot. Vinny spun quickly around and came to an abrupt halt in the space at the far end of the parking lot. Turning the engine off, he sat a moment with one hand still in place on the steering wheel. He leaned all the way back and pressed his hair against the headrest. From this vantage point, he looked out over the football field located just beyond the wire fence at the edge of the lot. He squinted his eyes slightly to adjust for the distance, his sunglasses still perched on the bridge of his nose. Across the field, there was already quite a bit of action going on. He could see the two coaches and Billy, the trainer, back at the sidelines by the bleachers. On the field, in various stages of practice drills, were about 50 guys. Vinny was surprised there would still be this much of a turnout for the second day of trials, an illustration of just how much this town loved football. It was a big football New Jersey town. The sun rays continued to increase in heat. He was glad he was only wearing the loose shorts. Maybe between the ride over and these few relaxing minutes, he would get a tad darker. He made a mental note to try to catch some sun while he watched the tryouts between his lifting. He ran his right hand down over the hair on his chest as he continued to watch the players off in the distance. He unconsciously played with the hair across his stomach as he tried to figure out which potential players showed the most promise. Vinny let his left hand drop off the wheel and fall onto his left thigh, immediately feeling a bit of sweat on the hair of his leg. He turned his attention away from the field for a moment and glanced down at his shorts. The white shorts he wore were loose around the leg opening, although he noticed some increasing tightness since he'd been working his legs so brutally this summer. Already this early in the day, there was the beginning of a sweat outline where the thick hair went up under his shorts. He felt the dampness for a moment. The combination of the warmth of the sun and his hands on his chest and leg began to stir his crotch. He closed his eyes for a moment and let the intense feeling grow. He heard the coach blow a whistle a couple of times off in the distance and the continued rising and falling of shouts and grunts from the various players around the field. He let his fingers slide up into the open space that was available in the leg opening. The looseness of the shorts gave him ample room for two of his fingers to slide up just far enough to touch one of his balls. A shot of pleasure went through Vinny as his fingers came in contact with the hairy sack. He opened his eyes and drearily refocused on the football action across the grass. He gently wiggled his fingers slightly to give a ticklish feeling to his nut. 
he smiled to himself as he felt his rod expand in the loose shorts. Closing his eyes for another moment, he removed his fingers from the warm leg hole and reached down with both hands, pulling his dick roughly to the right and making it point as downward as possible. Looking down at his lap, he realized that because he had his jock still in the gym bag, the outline of his hard prick was more than noticeable. I should have worn something underneath the shorts, he thought to himself. No one will be around anyway. Everybody's already on the field. He reached over and picked up his gym bag off the passenger seat. Opening the door, he climbed out and stood next to the small sports car. He placed the bag on the hood of the car for a moment as he began to adjust his dick. Jesus, he said out loud, my fucking hogs hanging out for the world to see. He pulled his shorts down all the more, revealing the trail of dark hair that ran from his navel down into the depths of the white material. Gotta keep my hands off myself. Gotta keep my mind on what I'm doing here. He grasped the t-shirt that was looped through the handle of the gym bag. He pulled it over his head and adjusted the length so it partially covered the front area of the shorts. Pulling his glasses back down the bridge of his nose, Vinny turned and swung the bag over his shoulder. He started to walk briskly toward the field house that led to the locker rooms. As he walked, his face lapsed into a sneer. Manta, you gotta get laid. I'm walking around half the day with a fucking boner. Christ, shoot a fucking load once in a while, will ya? He laughed. Vinny looked around quickly in all directions as he approached the outside door to the field house. He was glad no one was around to witness him talking to himself. He paused with his hand on the door handle, looking once more toward the action of the football field. Yeah... I gotta shoot a fucking load. He opened the large wooden door and stepped into the coolness of the gym. A few minutes later, Vinny emerged through the door of the small weight room. He had changed into clothes that would allow him to lift comfortably, but were still thick enough to absorb the sweat he knew he would be breaking as he worked his body to the max. He still wore loose shorts, although his Italian pride was now confined in his jock. He had thought twice about putting it on when he saw that it was the same one he had used the day before. The small piss stain was still in the front, and the odor was already a bit strong from his balls sweating so much on the field yesterday. But he didn't want to chance popping another boner in the gym. He felt bad for his mother having to wash the jock after he got through with it today. He had pulled a hooded sweatshirt over his t-shirt, intending to wear it until his muscles got properly warmed up. The double socks he had on to help with the soreness of his feet would raise his body temperature pretty quickly, so he knew he would be peeling the sweatshirt off after a few minutes. He walked into the weight area carrying his weight belt in one hand and a baseball hat in the other. Looking around, he saw that there were already several guys pushing iron, even though it was just after 9 a.m. The weight room had been open for an hour, and it appeared that several of the other upper-class players had the same idea 
loosen up the muscles, and get ready for the beating at camp next week. Vinny walked over to a free bench near the dumbbell rack and dropped his belt down on the floor. He pulled the baseball cap down over his head and adjusted it so the visor rested just above his eyebrows. Looking in the large mirrored wall, Vinny was pleased with his reflection. His legs looked really huge in just the loose shorts. The hair was thick across his thighs, but he was able to see muscle striations, and he watched the muscles jump as he flexed his legs in the mirror. His face took on an even more sinister look with the hood and the cap up on his head. His eyes appeared small and menacing, and the sweatshirt showed off his huge shoulders and protruding chest. He looked like he could beat the crap out of anybody. The way he felt today, he could. Reaching down, he picked up his weight belt and placed the leather around his back. He pulled the buckle tight, which lifted his chest up and out even more. He normally wore lifting gloves, but decided against them today as he wanted to toughen up the skin on his hands. As he got into heavier lifting later, he planned on rubbing chalk onto his palms. This would give him the same lifting advantage the gloves would have offered, and at the same time allow him to strengthen his hands. Vinny picked up two 60-pound dumbbells and pressed out a set of 15 warm-up reps lying flat on his back on the bench. He figured he would work chest first, then break, and watch the field action a bit, then pound out some more work on his back muscles. He had concentrated quite a bit on chest and back all last season, which had enabled him to put on a good 15 pounds of rock-solid muscle on his upper body. He knew he needed the bulk to continue growing in these areas, to be able to take the hits all season. Dropping the pair of dumbbells onto the floor after finishing the sets, Vinny sat up for a moment to catch his breath. He flexed his chest, enjoying the feel of the pump that was beginning. His concentration was interrupted by the sound of a large groan coming from the opposite end of the training room. Turning his head, Vinny focused his eyes on the squad area occupied by three guys. One large guy was completing a heavy set of squat reps. Returning to the upright position, the guy slammed the bar of weights back onto the squat rack, the many weight plates clattering on the bar as it came to rest. Fucking A, man, yelled one guy. Fucking good set. The guy completing the squats bent down and tightened his knee wrap on one of his legs. The chalk on his hands smeared across the back of his leg. Sweat was visible running down his back and soaking the tattered sweatshirt he was wearing. The arms of the shirt had been completely cut off and his underarms were dripping. He grabbed hold of the side of the rack and leaned his head down to rest. His face was coated in perspiration. He turned his head to the side, still leaning on the rack, his chest heaving as he tried to catch his breath. It was Vooch. Vinny turned back to the wall of mirrors in front of him. Sitting on the end of the bench, he looked at the reflection of Vooch and his friends across the room. 
the two companions were busy loading one more 45-pound plate on each end of the bar. Vooch still had his head resting on the side of the rack, his gaze now fixed on Vinny in the mirror. Let's go, Vooch. One more, buddy. This is it. Max it out. Vooch straightened up and ducked down under the bar, letting it come to rest on his shoulders. A large towel was entwined around the metal bar to give padding between the metal and his body. With the kind of weight he was working with, no way would he have been able to take it directly on his skin. The bar was dipping on each side from the strain of so many 45-pound plates it housed. Vooch positioned his legs apart and looked slightly upward, carefully watching his reflection and posture in the mirror. He bent his knees and descended toward the floor, his two friends keeping their hands just above the bar as it dropped. Vooch was determined to complete the set unaided. Hitting the lowest point, he let out a very audible yell and pushed with all his power and began returning to the standing position. It was slow and difficult. Come on, Vooch, press it out. All you, all you. He hit the full upright stand and began to go down again. He yelled even louder as he pressed out the second rep. Do it, do it, come on. Vooch was noticeably having difficulty as he strained to complete the next rep. He looked to be stuck halfway up. His friends positioned their hands closely to the bar, but held off on contact, allowing Vooch to attempt the return on his own. Do it, Vooch! Come on, you pussy! Press it! Press it! Right up! Vooch! All you! All you! Increasing the power of his groaning, Vooch slowly completed the rep. Slamming the weights back into the rack, he seemed to almost lose his balance for a moment. He grabbed the steel supports of the squat rack and leaned his face against it again. His whole upper body was coated in sweat, his face beat red from the incredible exertion he had just put his body through. A smile came across his face. He reached over to the baseball hat that was hanging from one of the poles that held the unused weight plates. He spun the hat around and placed it backward on his head. Vooch glanced over toward Vinny, the look of victory flashing with his white smile. He swiped at the cascading sweat that dripped down his temples. Vinny caught his gaze and couldn't help but return the wide smile. He was impressive. The quarterback might be smaller, he might not be a huge blocking machine, but he had power, he had speed. He noticeably commanded attention and gave off an air of superiority. He was okay. Vinny smiled to himself as he remembered Vooch's attempt at a compliment the day before. Vooch had said Vinny was okay too. Vinny returned the 60-pound dumbbells to the rack and picked up a set of 80s. Rest over, he laid back and continued with his own assault of his chest. Forty-five minutes passed as Vinny lashed out at his chest muscles. He worked them hard and rested them only momentarily between the sets and the various exercises and moved like a man possessed. This was his world. 
His motivation was increased as he paralleled Vooch's movements around the training area. Vinny matched all the power and pushed himself into higher weights and reps than he had previously done. Vooch continued to train with his two buddies, using them to spot when he reached maximum poundage. Vinny trained alone. His size and strength allowed him to work with the heaviest weights in the gym without the need for spotting. His bulk easily withstood the slamming of the mighty iron, his body pumping full with each set completed. After completion of his chest training, Vinny decided to take a break and catch what was still going on outside with the players. He replaced the set of dumbbells he was finishing with and walked toward the door and into the locker room. He would store his belt in the locker and towel off before he hit the field. Just as he reached the door, his attention was drawn over to Vooch and his friends still banging away at the weights. Vooch was down on one knee, assisting one of the guys doing leg extensions on a machine. Vooch used one of his arms to help lift the pad that rested under his buddy's leg. The guy was using a fair amount of weight and doing a high set of reps. He had pushed himself past the point of failure and now relied on Vooch to assist in the leg lift. Vooch looked up and gave a quick wave to Vinny, returning his arm immediately back to the spot the guy had on the machine. Vinny returned the wave and grinned. He threw his weight belt casually over his shoulder and continued on into the locker room. The football action on the field was fairly impressive. At this stage of the tryouts, the coaches had pretty much sifted out the sucky players, and what was left were decent guys all vying for the open positions. The camp would further allow the coaching staff to narrow the potentials down to the team of 60 or so that would start the season. Vinny positioned himself over against the chain-link fence that Vooch and his group had occupied the day before. He pulled his sweatshirt and tee off together and dropped them down beside them. He turned his Steelers hat around backwards so the sun would get to his face. Leaning against the fence, he angled his face slightly upward to catch the rays, but still allowing a decent view of the plays. His chest was pumped up due to the intense rush he'd succeeded in obtaining in his workout. He lightly ran one hand down his chest hair. Again, he remembered the extra time it takes to get color through the dark hair growth. His Italian ancestry, at least, helping in making him darker than most guys to begin with. Maybe he would have some free up time at the camp. Vinny realized he didn't know anything about the Northridge camp, except that it was somewhere near the mountains and was a few days longer than the other camps he had attended. He looked at his watch, 10.15. He would sit out for about 45 minutes, then go train his back for another hour or so. That would bring him up nicely to lunch. His mother would be happy to actually see him come home for a meal on time for a change. 
Vinny reached down and kicked off his training shoes, then pulled off his double sweat socks. His feet still ached. He knew the air and the sun would do them good. He spread his legs out and positioned them for maximum ray penetration. He observed his feet that had taken quite a beating. Even the rest over the beginning of the summer had not healed them totally. Wearing double socks for a while and getting some new training shoes was definitely needed. The cleats were rough on the soles of his feet all season. With any luck, maybe the coaching staff could recommend something to him at camp. A whistle blew from off in the distance behind him, and Vinny turned to see what was going on. Off in a smaller field that was sectioned off were some other players working through some basic moves, or rather, attempting to do so. The ball was fumbled more often than not, and the pass action was fucked. Bozo ball! Vinny turned abruptly back and saw the legs of a guy in a football uniform standing right to the side of his head. His exposed calves were caked with dirt. Vinny squinted up into the sunlight and could only make out the guy's silhouetted frame in the bright light. Huh? responded Vinny. Bozo balls, frosh tryouts, they suck, don't they? The guy squatted down beside Vinny, dropping his helmet next to the sweatshirt and tee. Every year we get a big laugh out of the little fucks trying to play big boy ball. They barely have any dick hair and they're out there trying to act like ball busters. I guess we all started out there once, but Christ, I hope we were never as back-assed as they are. They're all fucking thumbs and left feet. They spend more time running into their own guys than they do making any yardage. The guy sat down on the grass. You're that new guy, Manta, right? He held out his hand. Yeah, Vinny Manta. Tackle, senior. Vinny shook his hand. Yeah, we've all heard. I'm Sal Cardoni, center, also a senior. So what's up? Just hanging out. I was in the gym for a while. Took a break. Thought I'd just come out and watch and catch some rays for a while. How about you? Why are you here? I thought none of the senior guys had to be here for the other two days. You mean for the tryouts? Nah, not really. I'm just doing the coach a favor. Tom Walter, the assistant, has got to work with the freshmen, so Morrison asked me if I'd help set up the runs today. I kind of like doing it anyways. I like to see what's up with the cuts. What do you think? asked Vinny. His own assessment in what he had seen was some of the guys did have talent. They're okay. Actually, some of the guys have improved over last year. Some have put on some decent size. Hopefully, the power is there behind it. There are still some of the losers that keep trying year after year, but they never make it. So, But I guess you, you got to give them credit for having the balls to keep trying. Vinny sneered. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I think if it was me, I'd give up. I mean, why keep pounding your head against the same wall year after year? If you suck, well, then you suck. Not everybody's meant to be able to play. Not well, anyways. Yeah, but you say that, Manta, because you get to play. They want to play, too. It doesn't come easy to everybody, but they still love the game and want part of the action. Yeah, well... 
Let him have the action from the sidelines. The team is too important to let guys with no fucking ability onto the field and just because they want to play the game. There's no room out there for half-ass playing, Vinny retorted. Yeah, but we'll weed them out. We, we always do. The Warriors went undefeated last season. We'll kick ass again this year. Cardoni got to his feet. Gotta get back. Nice to meet you, Vinny. See you next week. ESL, take it easy. Weed out those candy asses, huh? Gotta do it. Later. Sal grabbed his helmet and ran off toward the sideline where Coach Morrison stood watching the field. Vinny glanced back at the freshman section. Someone kicked the ball way off sides as two little guys ran while watching where the ball was landing. Not seeing each other, they collided. They stayed down for a second, then got to their feet. They shuffled around a bit, obviously trying to make it look like they knew what they were doing. Bozo ball. Yeah. Vinny smiled and ran his hand down his chest again. This time, it was covered in a layer of perspiration. The sun was getting hot. He laid his head back against the wire fence again and closed his eyes. It was really good to be back out on the field again. When he reopened his eyes, he was covered in even more sweat. The field had emptied down to just about a half dozen guys or so. The two coaches were sitting together on the lowest seat of the bleachers. Vinny crammed his neck to the left. The freshman field was empty. He lifted his left arm and looked at the face of his watch. 11.30. Shit, I fell asleep. He got up onto one knee and grabbed his sweatshirt and t-shirt. So much for my fucking back workout. He glanced down at his torso. His entire chest and ab area glistened in the sun. Looking down further, he saw his shorts were completely soaked. Christ, he muttered. He got to his feet and headed for the entrance to the field house. Stepping into the locker room, he immediately felt the difference in temperature. He could hear the water running and assumed that the guys were hitting the showers as they came off the field. He couldn't blame them. The sun was brutal. He could imagine how it felt fully suited up and running your ass off. He walked lazily over toward the bank of lockers. The cool cement floor felt good on his naked feet. The small puddles he encountered as he walked across the floor helped to relieve the burning in his toes. He approached his locker and opened the steel door. He pulled his gym bag from the shelf and dropped it down onto the bench. He removed the towel from the bag and slung it over the locker door. A shower is just what he needed to feel right about now. Need to get this stench off, he thought to himself. Vinny placed his right foot up on the bench and bent down to examine his toes. They appeared a bit better than the day before, the double socks in the air doing them some good. Maybe a good soak is what they need. He briefly planned in his mind that he would soak them in the bathtub when he got home, then remembered the school's steam room. The moist heat of the steam would take the ache out of his feet. He pulled down his shorts and jock and threw the wet clothing onto the floor in front of the locker. He would wrap them in his towel when he was done and put them right into the laundry. The smell of that jock could now knock 
somebody out. Poor Ma, he thought. He glanced around, trying to remember where the steam room was. He had seen the door the first time he'd been in the locker room, but now he couldn't remember where it was located. He reached his hand around to scratch his bare ass, his fingers probing his butt crack. The hair was matted from moisture. He stuck two fingers up against his hole and tried to relieve the itching feeling. The straps of his jock would often slide over and up into the crack of his ass. After several hours of wearing, he always developed an itchy hole. He pulled slightly on the hair between his ass cheeks and felt better. A good shower after the steam would relieve the discomfort. He then remembered the steam room was located in the hallway just outside the inner locker room door. Although it was still inside the guys' area, Vinny didn't want to parade out the inner door butt naked. He also didn't want to get one of the towels he had all wet from the steam. He had to be able to dry off with it after showering. He fumbled in his gym bag for anything else he had. At the bottom was a ratty old pair of BVD jockey shorts. He must have worn them and forgot that they were in the bag. Never got laundered. They smelled ripe. But, hey, at least they were dry. He pulled the jockey shorts on. One side of the pouch hung loosely, so the hair of his left nut was exposed. Big fucking deal. It's all guys, anyhow. He threw his bag back in the locker and closed the door. He stuck his hand down into his shorts and adjusted his hog so it hung over to the right side. It was more comfortable that way. Letting the elastic snap back against his stomach, he walked off in the direction of the steam. He passed out of the inner locker area into a large hallway. The hall was empty. Looking both ways, he turned to the left, believing the steam room was one door down. He was right. A large glass door marked the entrance into the steam. The handle was warm to his touch. He knew it must be cranked up to a good, high temperature. When he opened the steam room door, he was jarred by the blast of mist that came shooting out at him. It was hot all right. He stepped inside, letting the large glass door close silently behind him. It took a moment for his eyes to adjust to the dim and misty light. He noticed the room was all tile, floors, walls, and ceiling. A waist-high platform for seating lined each of the two walls lengthwise. It appeared there was a shower spigot for rinsing off down at the end of the room, opposite where he stood. He fumbled his way along the tiled platform with his hand until he was about halfway down the length of the room. He climbed up and seated himself with his back against the wall. That immediately felt better. He closed his eyes and let the warmth of the steam overtake the aches in his body. "'That you, Prisco?' asked a voice from across on the opposite platform. "'No, ain't Prisco,' replied Vinny, still keeping his eyes shut and hoping the interruption would stop. "'Manta? That you, Vinny?' "'Yeah, who's that?' asked Vinny, opening his eyes and trying to make out the form that sat across from him. "'It's me, Vooch, Tony Carvuccio.' 
Vinny heard movement and then noticed the guy had moved over to his side of the room. What's up, Manta? Vinny felt a slap on his shoulder. He closed his eyes again. Nothing. Just hanging around. Thought I'd get me some heat. Yeah, it's a fucking balls for recovering your muscles. I saw you lifting earlier. Shit, you do enough weight or what, man? You're like some strong bastard, huh? The voice sounded enthusiastic. Yeah, I guess. I got some decent weights and reps today. Been feeling pretty strong lately. Gotta make use of the time. You were squatting some heavy sets there yourself, Tony, he replied. Yeah, call me Vooch. Hey, yeah, I got myself maxed out today. I'm probably feeling the psych of getting ready for camp. I was gonna help out on the field today, but decided to kick back instead. The weight set up at the camp is less than what we got here, so I wanted to get some heavy, heavy shit done this week. Yeah, that's cool, replied Vinny. So, what's this camp like anyway? Eleven days, that's a lot. Why so long? Ah, man, camp's the tit. It's so fucking great. It's hard, but it's a fucking blast. Yeah, I know most camps only go a week or so. I think ours started out long because Northridge takes so long deciding who their starters will be. Now it's kind of spread out to give us some time to ourselves, as well as do the training. What do you mean by time to ourselves? Well, there's like all the usual drills and scrimmage and shit, but like they give us some time to ourselves, free time too. They just kind of started that a few years ago when this island thing started, replied Vooch. Vinny reached down and pulled on the underwear pouch. The cotton material had gotten totally wet, and now his left nut hung out and lay on the hot tile. He rubbed the hair on the exposed sack, then tucked it back up into the jockeys. What's this island thing? Ah, that's the tit. See, 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 camp is like sophomore through senior, right? Well, we come down on the stupid softs all week. It's brutal, hazing up the ass, right? Well, anyways, after giving it to them all week, I guess originally the coaches thought they needed time away from us. One of the upper class that year organized this swim out to this island that sits about a half a mile from the beach. The camp is on this lake, see? Anyways, the juniors and seniors swam out to the island. It was just supposed to be for the day, but they ended up staying all night. Now, it's kind of developed into this big ritual deal each year. The upper class guys swim out to the island and spend a couple nights. It's cool. No football. No coaches. No little squirty underclass. Just us top guys. It's fucking pissa. What do you eat? You mean, what do we eat? You're in it this year too, bro. The food and the camping gear is rowed out by boat. Now, before you ask, it's boated out by the softs. They gladly do it just to get us off their backs for a couple days. They need the recovery time after we get through with them. We do play football somewhere in this camp, right? Vinny got a smirk on his face. I mean, there is some serious work done, right? Oh, yeah, you bet. Your fucking ass there is. Vooch stood up, unwrapped the towel he had around his waist, and laid it flat on the tile seat. 
Sitting down, he turned to lay on his back, his head resting just an inch or so from Vinny's left leg. He sprawled out, stretching his legs out fully, and crossed his ankles. He lifted his right arm up and tucked it under his head. Yeah, man, we play football all right. Football all day. Strategies all night. Yeah, believe me, you'll get enough football, even for you, Manta. So what do you think of our little town here? Been seeing anyone? Got any pussy lately? Funny you should ask. I was cursing myself out earlier today. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I gotta meet somebody real soon. Once school starts, I should meet some, huh? Oh yeah, man. The babes all swarm around us football jocks. They're heroes. You can dip the stick in just about any girl you want. Some is kind of tough, but if you weren't seeing anybody when last year got over, well, you're pretty much on your own all freaking summer. Your right hand becomes your girlfriend. You know what I mean? Vooch reached down to his dick and gave it a strong squeeze. Vinny turned his head slightly towards where Vooch lay. Who you seeing, Vooch? Nobody, either. Well, no. I, I, I broke up with my girlfriend last May. She was a bitch. A bitch and a whore. Her name's Deirdre. We call her Deirdre the Wonder Slut. Don't get me started on her. Shit. I, I hate that fucking bitch. Yeah, I guess so. Jesus, man. Put it, like, behind you, huh? Yeah, well, I have. I really have. Anyways, nothing since her. Vooch's voice trailed off. He was silent for a moment. So, what do you think of Pennsylvania? It was okay. Kinda too city-like. We got good football players, but life around the city was kinda tough. I look forward to this suburban life for a while. City girls were wicked stuck up, too. I wasn't seeing anybody all last year. The girl I was seeing last summer caught me with her sister. I was just fucking the girl once, you know? She said my girlfriend was out doing this other guy, right? So I got wicked, wicked pissed off. So the sister offered to help me relieve some of my frustration. She just wanted me to put it in her. She wanted it in the worst way. She started sliding her hand down the front of my jeans right there in the fucking living room in the afternoon. I couldn't fucking believe it. So she reaches down and unzips my fly and pulls my hog out right there. So I got wicked hot, right? I mean, I mean, who wouldn't? So she's pulling on it and stuff, really yanking hard. I'm getting all hot and grabbing her blouse and trying to work my way into her tits, you know? So she stops for a minute and reaches up under her skirt and pulls her fucking panties off. Right there, man. Jesus. Then she just lays down on the freaking sofa and exposes her hole to me. I could have shot right there. So I pull down my jeans and underwear real quick, see? And I just about jump on her real hard. I poke the head of my hog just into her, right? And then, 
Bam! The fucking screen door is open and in walks my fucking girlfriend. She starts screaming at me and calling me all these names and saying she's going to call the police and get me locked up for doing her sister and all this shit. So I jump up and I shove my hog, which is, is still pretty hard and dripping, by the way, back into my jeans. I was so fucking horned up by then. I did it so quick. I got my underwear all tangled up and got the zipper of my pants screwed up. Anyways, I ran out of there so freaking fast, I had barely got the tip of my hog in her pussy, man. It was so fucking frustrating. I went home and I pounded my dick so hard. I had blue balls, you know? Anyways, I got nothing since then. Word spread around Armand and all the girls gave me the cold shoulder all last year because, like, they were all on her side. Jesus, her sister pulled my fucking hog out and I turn out to be the bad guy? Shit. So I just let me pop boners all the time and try to forget about it. Vinny laughed. <laughs> her sister fucking wanted it, man. Vinny looked over at Vooch. He had a broad smile on his face. His hand was still down at his dick, which now seemed half hard. He pulled on the head while flopping it side to side against each thigh. Tough break, Vinny. At least you got it in for like a minute. A split second in a pussy's better than no time at all. <laughs> Guess you gotta learn to shoot faster, he laughed. Man, I could shoot these days in one second, probably. I don't flog it very often, so, like, you know, I, I come pretty quick. Not me, man. I slap it just about every night. My meat needs attention. You're Italian. You understand. Until I get me a bitch to do it, I'll just fucking do it myself. End story. Yeah, well, whatever. Listen, man, I, I gotta go. I should have had lunch like a half hour ago. Vinny stood up. It was nice talking to you. You seem like an okay guy. I think you're a good player, too, man. Vinny reached up and offered a sweaty hand. Take care, Vinny, my friend. If I don't see you before, see you on the bus next week. Camps the balls! Vooch squeezed Vinny's hand slightly and smiled his white, toothy grin. Later, said Vinny. He pushed open the glass door and headed back down towards the showers.